my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time VQ&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day, friends. It's Pastor Will Moala, pastor of the Paravist and the Gawler Adventist Churches in South Australia. And it's Christmas Day, and we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas for wherever you may be tuning in, driving in the car or sitting at home, having some lunch with your family and friends. We want to thank you for tuning in to our Christmas edition of Faith FM Drive Time. And I'm here in the studio with my good friend, uh, Pastor Brenton Wilkinson. So, Pastor Brenton, good to have you in the studio. It's nice to be here and be, to be able to uh, share this Christmas program. Yeah, praise God. And so... Um, yeah, the, our topic today, and for our listeners yeah, out there, one, yeah, yeah, very interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Our theme that we're kicking off today, and for with our team for the rest of the week, it's New Year's week, New Year's resolutions. And so, hey, Pastor Brennan, this is always the time of the year where we seem to have these conversations about starting new diet plans and you know re- <laughs> all these things that we kind of we conjure shall up speak to them will <laughs> we <laughs> shall along with other things <laughs> all right yeah. uh so hey we want to thank you once again for tuning yeah. in today to our brand new uh show for today and yes. uh for this week and so we hope that you will receive a blessing as we as we near the end of 2023 and um as we Hasn't it been busy, Will? It has. Man alive, you, you feel as though, I mean, I'm supposed to be retired. I think it's been R-E-T-Y-R-E-D. <laughs> and as for you, well, you've been running around too. I mean, you come to Christmas time and you think, wow, I can stop. <laughs> yeah. I certainly feel that way. I mean, because, yeah. you know, as pastors, we're always... Are you going away over this um, period? Yeah, so, um, so uh, yeah, so... We'll be in Sydney and, um, you know, so we're just, um, looking to spend time. This period, yeah, so, looking yeah. to spend time with yeah. the family. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just think, you know, as pastors and as, you know, just people in general, we're always looking at our calendars and oh. we're looking at our, what's coming up next week. And, you know, <laughs> in the local church, it's, it's always about looking at calendars and the next meeting, the next appointment, the next preaching. And, but, uh, it's one of those things when I look towards the last month of the year and I say, Hey, We've made it through another We've year. Through I'm looking forward year. to a couple of weeks off. <laughs> you know what? With all that rustle, hustle and bustle and uh, running around and that, we'd make very good Pharisees, wouldn't we? <laughs> yes, the Pharisees <laughs> always thought the sum of all religion was to be in a in a hustle and bustle of activity, a hive of activity. And sometimes you come to the end of the year and you say, Lord, thank you for getting me through it. But you know what? I am done. Yeah. The tank is empty. Yeah. <laughs> and well worth the, um, well need, worth the, the rest there, Pastor Brandon. need to start singing that song, Fill My Cup, Lord. I yeah. I up, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, so we're talking about New Year's resolutions this week. We and, are. Um, yes. I thought what I would just want to share for our World Watch segment, uh, today, I want to share an article on businessinsider.com as an article that came up, uh, uh, a, a little while ago. And, uh, yeah, it's based upon this New Year's kind of theme. And, and the article is entitled, A Retired Navy SEAL Commander Ex- Explains Exactly Why People Don't Stick to Their New Year's Resolutions and How You Can Do Better. I'm all ears. So here we go. So his name is Jocko Willink, a former Navy SEAL commander. He is a best selling author, podcast host, and leadership consultant. And um, let me read to you what this article says um, on Business Insider. 
Jocko Willink. By the way, Pastor Brandon, the reason why I kind of chose this today is um, I've actually gone to one of his leadership con- conferences. Yeah. Oh, right. So it was in Sydney back yeah. in 2019, yeah. so a couple of years ago. It's I, called I the Muster. I seem to recollect you talking about yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, it was ladies. awesome. Yeah. And okay. um, I've All read right. his book. He's, anyway, he's got a book called Extreme Ownership, and he's the whole premise of his book is you've got to take you've got to take initiative you can't wait for anybody else and he's a very black and white type of guy in that yep. type of respect mm-hmm. uh, fantastic book on leadership but here we go here's the article Jocko Willink doesn't do New Year's resolutions and he's quoted as saying there isn't anything special to me about the new year he told Business Insider Willink served as commander of the US Navy SEAL Team 3 Task Unit Bruiser the most highly decorated special <laughs> operations <Bruiser>. unit yeah <laughs> love it well there's a quite a story there because yeah. when he got there i mean i'm getting off the article yes. it was um all you know phonetic so it was task unit alpha task unit bravo yes, task yeah, unit that, charlie and in the right. book he said that one of the things he did when he took command of the task he changed the name in from bravo to bruiser and he explains in the book how he just gave wow. the the guys a, a like almost like a new Vision type of thing. Uh, yeah. Cruising for a bruise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to the article. It says here, um, he served in task unit Bruiser, the most highly decorated yes. special ops yeah. unit in the Iraq war. And he spent his retirement passing on his brand of leadership to the masses. He's the co-founder of the leadership consulting firm Echelon Front, wow. a best-selling author and popular podcast host. He told us, speaking of Business Insider, he told us that the notion of making a New Year's resolution is counterproductive. Because by declaring that you're going to somehow add a single new habit into your life, you're setting yourself up for failure. Willink said, change doesn't happen in one day. Getting better doesn't happen with one statement you make once a year. Agreed. Getting better is a campaign of discipline. Now, he's he's it, that's his mantra, by the way. He actually, if you go on social media, I'm going off the script here. No, he, right. What he does, if you follow him on on, on Instagram and, and social media, every morning, uh, Pastor Brennan, he wakes up at 4.30 and he takes a, like a snapshot of his, of his watch. And he kind of, he's got, he's got quite the following, cult following. And I think I've, I'm I'm on the train somewhat a bit (laughs) trying to add some of these. You're in the last carriage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In the last carriage. Something like that, Pastor Brandon. I think you're. The caboose. (laughs) The caboose. So here we go. One of the biggest New Year's resolutions, this is back to the article. One of the biggest New Year's resolutions cliches involves someone saying they'll start going to the gym three times a week, attacking the goal, passionate at first. And who hasn't been down this road? And then fizzling out by mid-February. According to Willink's explanation, the reason why such a resolution is so easily broken is that it's isolated and flexible. The alternative is to incorporate a level of discipline into your entire life, shifting your mindset and adjusting routines as necessary. So instead of saying that for 2024, you go to the gym three times each week, set aside some gym clothes tonight. Wake up 30 minutes earlier than usual tomorrow and exercise. Keep forcing yourself to do that every morning, not three out of seven, and don't worry about annual goals at first. And then he's quoted as saying, getting stronger, healthier, smarter, wealthier, getting better. None of these things happen from a mere one day of effort, Willink said. They all take weeks, months, and years of effort for results to show. Mm -hmm. Of course, Willink's approach takes more effort, but it's much more likely to stick. In an interview recently, Willink offered five simple suggestions for instilling more discipline into your life immediately. Now, I'll throw these out here, Pastor Brennan. Number one, wake up earlier than usual tomorrow morning. 
Go to bed early if necessary. Number two, prepare your morning's workout clothes before going to bed. Number three, make tomorrow morning's to-do list the night before going to bed. Number four, make use of six to eight minute naps as you adjust to a new sleep schedule. Just don't do it while you're driving. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then number five here, he says, uh, stop compulsively eating junk food at work. Ah, right. And this is the last quote here. He says, don't wait. This is where he really lands. Don't wait until tomorrow and don't think about what you didn't do yesterday, Willink said. Instead, he said, be disciplined today. Make today count. Get better today, this day, every day. If you do that, when you look up in weeks and months and years, you won't need a resolution to to get you on the path of discipline. You will already be on there. So what do you think, Pastor Brandon? He's talking about, you know, it's not about making a some type of commitment on December 31st. Yeah. He's really talking about the power of now. He is, and I agree with him that we've only been given today. Yeah. We haven't been given tomorrow, and yesterday we can't do anything about. However, I would say this. Um, if you want to get better... yeah. If you want to improve in any area, I agree with his assessment that it takes more than a one-off to do it. Yeah. But by the same token, the Bible, um, I'm thinking of something that Paul said, and you know the statement as well as me. I think it's more in the form of a prayer where he said, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. That takes commitment, and we're going to talk about that when we get get to this because I've got some additional information that he may or may not have shared with you guys as to how well people keep New Year's resolutions. fantastic. My comment to that would be, why not? Make a New Year's resolution. He's saying don't make them because all you'll do is fail. Yeah. But um, that's setting a person up with a mindset of saying, well, (laughs) I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. Oh, I didn't get there this week. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I agree with him that um, setting your clothes out the night before to go and exercise the next day is a good idea and, and, and all of that. But I'm saying from a Christian now, he may not be coming at this from a Christian perspective. Yep. I agree with him about the point of we have only been given today. The question I'm asking is, God, does God want us to live just one day at a time? Or does he want us to also have an eye on the future? Because the whole Christian ethos is based on the fact that Jesus is coming again. Yep. That's not an event that's happening today. That's an event that we believe is happening soon. But... We need to be ready daily. Yeah. So I think in two senses, number one, yes, you need to take care of today but you haven't got tomorrow. You also need to look ahead and say, yeah. well, uh, Jesus is coming again soon. Whatever today brings, I can deal with in Christ. Whatever tomorrow brings, I don't know at this stage, but I do know someone who does know the future and he's coming again. So I think that's maybe an extra aspect that Yoko yeah. was not – added in because he's coming at it from a purely U.S. Navy SEALs yeah. uh, point of view. And discipline, of course, in whether you're in the SAS, in the SEALs or any yeah. of those elite units, discipline is absolutely essential. Now, discipline in the Christian life is essential too, but it comes from a different source. The discipline in the Christian life, I believe, comes from a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Rather, rather than just personally, I've got to try harder, I've got to upset myself goals, 
Do you know how many people in uh, the world are strong goal setters? About 3%. Wow. And of that, about 1% actually put them into writing. Yeah. That's not very many. Yeah, that doesn't the sound like a whole lot. that you talk about and the self-development courses that you go to, and I've been to plenty when I yeah. was in the government before I became a minister. So uh, what I'm saying is I agree with him to yeah. a point. Yeah. However, I believe there's another aspect that he isn't taking into consideration, the discipline of prayer, the discipline of Bible study, the discipline of knowing God and asking God to help you. Yeah, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 comes straight to mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he, not me, he will direct Yeah, he'll direct our path. Mm. Awesome. Love your input there, uh, Pastor Brennan. And so, uh, yeah, just an article I wanted to share with our our listeners out there today in light of uh, Christmas Day and, uh, you know, we're counting down the days till 2024. And so hopefully you have some new resolutions that you're already thinking about. Um, things that are uh, weighing on your heart and look reflecting on your year this year and how you can turn the corner in 24 uh, and yeah just having some some new year's goals and you know and trying to attack them as soon as you can so hey I uh, hope you enjoyed the article there we're going to switch gears now we're going to go to a break but before we do that we always like to offer a free book offer uh, at the top of the show um, this will be the book offer that will be uh, available for the rest of the week uh, from our team. And so our book is entitled Whole Person Health by author David Marshall. Whole Person Health is a state of complete physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being, not merely the absence of disease. So how is it achieved? And this book will help you find out more. So, hey, if you'd like a free copy of the book, uh, Whole Person Health by author David Marshall. All you need to do is text the code SA151 to our number in the studio, 04888-80811. We'll get that book out to you as soon as you can. So one more time, the book is Whole Person Health by David Marshall. If you'd like a free copy for yourself to read or to give to a friend, please text the code SA151 to 04888-80811. 80811 and we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. Please don't go away. We'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A.
More that is by Golden Angel Eight. Very interesting uh, music. Uh, yeah, I haven't title. Haven't heard of them. <laughs> so uh, we hope you enjoy that song. You listen to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. It's uh, Will and Brenton here in the studio on this Christmas Day, and our theme for today and for the rest of the week with our team. We're talking about New Year's resolutions, and so um, we are. We're going to be unpacking various aspects of this, considering we're. Just a few days away from 2024, and we're hoping and praying that you've had a blessed year um, in 2023. So, Pastor Brenton, um, you're on the other side of the desk there, so you're the the, the man in charge leading us uh, in this conversation today. What can you tell us about? Um, oh, sorry, we actually haven't introduced you, the actual you, question. You, you didn't give. The full title. Yeah, that's right. So full our full title is the New Year's yes. resolution and what? Yes. So yeah. So New Year's resolutions are New Year's resolutions the ultimate that's the one. embarrassment. The ultimate embarrassment. So that's the question that we're kind of trying to we're going to look at today. Yeah. Are New Year's resolutions the ultimate embarrassment? Very uniquely very, framed there. Very by interesting our, one to start with, isn't it? One study done recently uh, will suggest that 41% of people make New Year's resolutions. 
So your friend Jocko needs to talk to those 41%. <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> what can I say? I can say this, that uh, the statistics suggest that 23% of people who make a New Year's resolution starting for the new year, they quit by the end of the first yeah. week. That's nearly a quarter. Yeah. Uh, by the end of January, 43% have quit. Yeah. Now, what are the New Year's resolutions that people make? He touched on some of them, but um, probably the most common ones, I'm going to share these in two categories. Sure. I'm going to share them in the category of what would the average person be thinking about in regard to New Year's re- resolutions, but then I'm going to share on what would we as Christians make as New Year's resolutions? Yep. Are they the same? Are they different? The most common ones, of course, is exercise more. Oh, boy, you touched on that. Yep. Lose weight. <laughs> uh, get organised. Save money. Learn a new skill or hobby. Live life to the fullest. Now, there was a whole heap of them. I could give you any number of websites yep. that I've looked at, and they've all got their particular ones, but these are ones that seem to pop up time and time and time again. Mark Twain, you may or may not have heard of Mark Twain. I have heard he of Mark He wrote yep. Huckleberry Finn. This is what Mark Twain said when I read this. I had to laugh. Now is the accepted time to, ma- <laughs> to make your regular annual good resolutions. It almost sounds like it's coming from the Bible, doesn't it? Your annual. Yeah. I'll read it again. Now is the accepted time. Oh, right. To make your regular annual good resolutions. Next week, you can begin paving hell with them as usual. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, you're not going to keep them. Yeah, it's (laughs) true. that's, That's basically what he's saying. Some people may be wondering who are listening to us on this uh, Christmas program, where did New Year's resolutions come from? Well, there are actually two sources, Will. We're going to have a look at um, the source that perhaps for some they'll hear it and go, oh, yeah, just as I thought. New Year's resolutions were something that the ancient Romans and the ancient Babylonians actually did at the end of each year or the beginning of the new year, they made certain commitments to their gods, in inverted commas, um, on the basis that if they did the right thing next year or they made certain resolutions, the gods would look after them, right? Uh, protect their crops, look okay. after their family, give them good health, you know, all the usual stuff, da-di-da, that you, you expect people to get. So that's... Um, so. Probably some of our um, listeners will are probably saying, there you are, I told you so, it's a pagan origin, and <laughs> yeah. uh, so therefore we can dismiss it. Yeah. However, New Year's resolutions also have a Christian background. The Christian background came from a guy called John Wesley. I think you've heard of yep. John Wesley. Sure. John Wesley <clears throat> began, began what was known as a covenant renewal um, Program, It began on August the 11th, 1755. It began on this basis. It began on the basis that Christmas time at that point in, in history in England was generally celebrated wildly, bawdily and um, drunkenly, right. I guess you could say. Yep. And as Christians, he felt that um, we needed to lift our game that as Christians we didn't need to participate in the drunkenness and the revelry that was traditional that Christmas time. Now, 
that that in itself is interesting because from here on, he's taken his cue, believe it or not, from the Puritans. So he's 1755. The Puritans are back in about 1640, okay. 1650. So he's taking his cue from about 100 years or so before that. And this covenant renewal was something that Christians did. It's very liturgical. Uh, if I was to show it to you or read it to our listeners on air, they'd probably all go to sleep. But um, basically it is set out in a fairly liturgical manner where the preacher or the speaker says certain things and the congregation responds in certain ways. But can I suggest to you that doing the question was, is it the ultimate embarrassment? My answer to that is no, not necessarily. Because if we are, as we were talking about um, off air, if we are to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, does God want us to improve? Yep. The answer is yes, he does. Sure. I believe we serve a God of excellence. And I think too many times people forget that. They think that once you've accepted Christ and received him into your heart, you sort of cruise along from yeah. then on. No, God God has plans of excellence for us sure. that I believe that we're not even aware of. And yeah. The Bible points out that a character like that of God is one thing in particular that God highly values. Yeah. But I think he also wants us to grow in knowledge, sure. grow in awareness of those around about us and the needs uh, that these pe- particular people yeah. have. I wanted to share something from Deuteronomy 29 just to give you an idea. Israel made a covenant with God. You're, you're aware of that. and. Uh, yeah. Some of our listeners would be too. No, I'm not reading chapter 28. I'm reading chapter 29 today. This is some of Moses' farewell words. He says um, that he, that's the Lord, may establish you today as a people for himself and that he may be God to you just as he has spoken to you and just as he has spoken. Sorry, what verse are you reading there? Well, I'm reading from Deuteronomy 29. Yep. Um, I should have started at verse 10. All of you stand today before the Lord your God, your leaders, your tribes, your elders, and your officials, all the men of Israel, your little ones, your wives, also the stranger who is in your camp, from the one who casts your wood or cuts your wood to the one who draws your water, that you may enter into covenant with the Lord your God. So the important issue in verses 10 to 12 is covenant. God is entering into a covenant with us. Is it wrong at... Given that for the world as a whole, January 1 starts the new year. Yes, I know it's based on the god uh, Janus and um, all of that type of stuff. But is it wrong, morally wrong, to start the new year by actually um, recommitting yourself to the Lord and promising the Lord that um, you'll do certain things during the year. We know full well that as soon as you make those commitments that someone else is going to do his very best to stop you from fulfilling them. His name is Satan. So he'll be listening in on that. So you're promising the Lord that you'll do certain things. But um, Deuteronomy 29.10 says that (laughs) if you are faithful, and then going on a little bit further, I make this covenant and this oath, not with you alone, but with those who stand here with us today. And he goes on to talk about all of this, how if you are faithful to the Lord, he will prosper you. So prosperity was always based on faithfulness. Okay. But then I went over and (laughs) when you look at the history of Israel, when they split 
from being 12 tribes to 2 tribes and 10 tribes, the kings of Israel from uh, the first king who's um, <laughs> Jeroboam, you might remember, yep. the last king was a guy called Hoshea, there was not one good king amongst 20 of them. Wow. that's a- When the kingdom split, there were 20 kings in Judah, and if I include David and Solomon prior to them, I think there was about half a dozen kings who were good kings. And right. I'm going over to Second Kings chapter, let me see, 23, just to share this with you for a minute. So Second Kings 23, now the king, this is talking about Josiah, who was the very last king of Judah that was a good king. Now, the king sent them to gather all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem to him. The king went up to the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah and with him all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the prophets, the people, small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the house of the Lord, found it had been lost amongst all the rubbish and all the dust and all the the clutter that was in the house of the Lord because people weren't worshipping God. Then the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book and all the people took a stand for the covenant. Now, they're the type of things that if we're talking about New Year's resolutions and things like that, I think... Texts like we've just uh, just discovered in Deuteronomy 29 verses 10 to 12 or 13, 14 and 2 Kings 23 verses 1 to 3, these are texts that we can take on board when we're thinking, should I be making New Year's resolutions as a Christian? Because primarily the New Year's resolutions as a Christian, as opposed to what I've shared with you earlier on, are probably more along these lines. For a Christian, probably the two major categories would be, number one, overcomes sin. (laughs) Number two, maintain a consistent spiritual discipline, goes back to what Yoko was saying, of prayer and Bible study. They're two key areas that for a Christian, there may be other areas as well, but these are two areas that are particularly important for us as Christians because we do want to grow more and more like Jesus. And so they're, they're areas that um, we can look at together. And there are some other things that um, when you think about New Year's resolutions yourself from a Christian perspective, what comes to your mind? Maybe I'll throw that one out before I go on. Where do you, um, have you ever made um, spiritual resolutions yourself? Yeah, at the beginning of a new year, you don't necessarily have to share with us what they were, but I think have, it's, have you made them, and how did you find during the course of the year they went? Ashamedly, I'd, I'd like to say I, I, I did make a, <laughs> a resolution and I fizzled out. <laughs> Actually, there's um, you know him; he's a pastor in the states, David Ashrick. Oh yes, and yes, um, he has I this thing it. online where January one he reads, he kind of encouraged. He's got quite the following online he where has. he actually. It's a very um, intensive read through the five books of the Conflict of the Ages series. Oh, wow. So he's Over like... Over the course of 12 I months? Think, I think about 90... It's very it's very heavy. So you're reading quite a f- number of chapters. You're almost like you're speed reading through it. 
And, um, and yeah. you're supposed to do this within what? I time think it was time? 90 days or it was. I forgot the All time. All five volumes in yeah, 90 but, days. Yeah, but he was. Um, the great and I think he does this alone is going yeah. to take up a fair. So I think he does this every yeah. year, to be honest. I haven't okay. followed him. Right. I haven't seen him the last number of years. Look, I'm but, not knocking it. I'm just saying, wow, that's some. Time. Yeah, so he's he definitely. So when you're asking about resolutions, I'm thinking along those lines, like yeah. reading through yeah. certain books or just, yep. you know, reading. I know the late. Um, there was a pastor within our faith group. Um, Pastor Brennan, um, he's now deceased, Pastor um, HMS Richards, who started oh, The Voice yeah, of Prophecy. Yeah, yeah, and man. I was listening to something he was being interviewed about his ministry and what he'd do over again. And it was a fascinating listen to just how yeah, his approach to ministry. But he would read the Bible through every January, um, all, you know, from Genesis to Revelation. Ooh. And I think he even said, he's quoted as saying that if you read it for an hour a day, you'd probably get through it in about a little over a month. And I've actually tried that a couple of times. Right. And um, <laughs> I I didn't get through to it. I, I you didn't It's get amazing it. how many times I've read Genesis. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I must have read Genesis through to Deuteronomy <laughs> at least a dozen or at so times. Down the pinch, I yeah. think the most that I've kind of yeah. gone through it is probably maybe Isaiah or somewhere uh, kind of, you know, through there. But I think for me, New Year's resolutions, it's always coming back to, like you're saying, those spiritual disciplines of uh, reading through the Bible, um, you know, reading uh, some, you know, Christian literature and just kind of, you know, that's in the spiritual realm. And just obviously making a daily commitment to be, you know, spending that time alone with the Lord each day. Do we have time before we go to a break um, to share the way I do it myself. Yeah, sure. We've got about... I, um, how many minutes have we got before we... Yeah, we've got a break? few minutes before we go right. to a break. So, yeah, go uh, ahead, Pastor I'll just Brennan. give you an idea. No, in my case, no, it doesn't involve um, reading the Bible right. from Genesis to Revelation. Okay. Uh, I would say I have never read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in one sitting. Okay. Um, would it be true to say that I've read the whole Bible? I think it would be true to say yep. that. But I can't say, well, I began in January 1 and on December 31 I'd read Revelation 22. I can't make that yeah. claim. But um, I, w- I want to share the way I spend each each day. I did yep. it again this morning, 6.30 a.m. And for what it's worth, listeners, um, this is the way Pastor Brenton Yes. I try and spend an hour each day studying the Word of God, but I usually start um, will with the psalm. Right. Let me give you an idea. Today, what did I read? I read Psalm 100. Beautiful. Now, when was the last time someone read Psalm yeah. 100? It's not a long psalm. It says this. I think I know. I that always text, try yeah. and start with a psalm that is generally a praise psalm yeah. or a thanksgiving a beautiful psalm, psalm. Yep. to start start off with. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, Mm. all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. Amen. And his truth endures to all generations. So how did I start my time with the Lord this morning? I read Psalm 100. Then <clears throat> I went over to Matthew 28, and you know the section well. 
Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Amen. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Then I read the chapter from the Desire of Ages um, in, along these particular lines. It's called The Invitation. So The Desire of Ages, just for our listeners, is a... It's, it's a book a written book, by Ellen G. White. And if for listeners haven't got the book yeah. and would like it, I would suggest they contact Faith FM sure. or contact an Adventist book centre yep. because they are available in both hardcover and softcover editions. And uh, it's the best book you will ever yeah. read on the life of Christ. If you want to become more like Christ, this is the way to do it. Um, I'm not starting anything original. In fact, you would have heard of a guy called Morris Venden. Yes. This is how Morris Venden used to study. And he said he tried all different methods of having a closer relationship with Jesus. And he found that this one was the best. So why so not? That, the method meaning, um, you read a bit of, um, the Bible and a bit of spirit of prophecy. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Ellen, Ellen G. White. One of the commentaries. What you do, yeah, what you do is you read yeah. the Bible section first. You open the uh, Ellen White book and it says this chapter is based on yep. Matthew 11, Correct. 28 to 30. So I don't read the chapter first. I read Matthew 28, uh, Matthew yep. 11, 28 to 30. Then I read the chapter. Uh, to use another illustration that's probably, probably worth thinking about, um, put yourself in the situation of uh, the person that you're reading about. Example. Yeah. I'll give you an example in the time that we've got, and if we don't get through it, well, after we've done our ad, I can finish it off. But in Chapter 5 of Mark, if if someone comes to you, Will, or someone came to me today and said, Pastor, I'd like to have a closer relationship with the Lord, where do I start? I wouldn't tell them to read Genesis Chapter 1. Yeah. I would tell them to read the Book of Mark, what I call the all-action gospel. Yep. Uh, because Mark gets straight into it, and often the word immediately <laughs> comes front and centre in a lot of the chapters of Mark. But in Mark 5, you have the story, a fairly familiar story, yep. of uh, a guy who was demon-possessed. Yep. And Jesus comes along and casts the demon out of him, but the demon is speaking through this person and begs Jesus not to send them out of the district. So Jesus allows them to go into the pigs. Correct. And you come down to verse 19, and when he had got into the boat, the one who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Amen. So when I'm reading that in the morning, and I have read this probably several times this year already, this particular chapter, I say to myself, that's me, that's Brenton Wilkinson, I'm demon-possessed, Jesus has healed me. And I've said, Lord, I don't know anything about you, can I travel with you? I mean, you've got 12 guys, why not make it 13? <laughs> yeah. Can I come along too? And you say, no, I want you to go home and tell your family and your friends what great things God has done for you. I wow. think it's a good time for us to break. And that is, I love the tips that you're sharing with our listeners today, and I'm certainly getting a blessing as well, Pastor Brendan. Hey, uh, I hope you, for our listeners out there, I hope you're enjoying uh, what uh, Pastor Brendan has been sharing in terms of his daily um, his this, daily this walk and how, how he kind of approaches it, his... And um, I found it very, yeah, very effective. Amen to that. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're going to go to a break now, um, but before we do, we want to promote our book offer one more yes, time. Yes, the book offer sure. that we want to give to you um, leading into 2024, the book is entitled Whole Person Health by David Marshall. Whole Person Health is a state of complete physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being, not merely the absence of disease. So how is it achieved? And if you want to find out more, this is the book. So, hey, if you like the free copy of Whole Person Health, by David Marshall, all you need to do is text the code SA151 to our number in the studio, 04888-80811. We'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. So one more time, the book is Whole Person Health. If you want it for yourself or a friend, you need to text the code SA151 to the number 04888 Eight zero eight double one, and we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. Please don't go away. We'll be back in just a few moments. You listen to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry. To God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not carry Everything to God in Trials and temptations Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged Take it to the Lord in prayer Can we find a friend so faithful Who will all our sorrow share? knows our every weakness, take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge, take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you, take it to the Lord in prayer. In His arms He'll take and shield you. Find a solace there What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Everything to God in prayer Everything to God in Friend we have in Jesus by Chris Rice. It's an yes, oldie but a goodie. A goodie. Mm. So thank you for uh, tuning in today. Faith of Him Drive Time, BQ&A. 
and we're here in our South Australian studio. Uh, it's Will and Brenton here today, and we hope you're enjoying your Christmas so far today. Hey, uh, Pastor Brennan, we're going to be uh, we got we're on the tail end of our program today. Yeah. Our New Year's resolutions, the ultimate embarrassment. Well, I think we've uh, stated so far that um, they don't have to be. Yeah. Um, I was listening to what you were saying in our Q and A. And I'm very much of the opinion that making New Year's resolutions just to see them broken can be discouraging. Yeah. But when you're talking about Christian New Year's resolutions, I think we have to think of something that Paul said. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So I'd like to share a couple of points, Will, in closing with people to think about as they start the new year. Here we are at Christmas time. And very soon, another seven days' time or so, it'll be the new year and we'll be entering 2024. Now, back in the day when we were young young guys, I suppose, we used to <laughs> do certain things. We used to go, go downtown on New Year's Eve. And, right. Um, yep. <laughs> get, get, get along with all the young women and the young okay. men that were down there. I won't go any further, right. further on that one. But, yeah, that was <laughs> that was interesting. Um, can I suggest this? Uh, here are some points that you could use for New Year's resolutions as a Christian. Pray more. Now, I'm not talking, I'm not making a lame statement about, okay, up until now you've spent two minutes in prayer with the Lord. Why not think about spending five? What I'm talking about is something different to that. I'm talking about using prayer in the sense of saying, Lord, how can I be more useful to you in 2024? What have you got for me to do? And that's why you used the example before the break of the guy who basically, if you or I I had healed him of demon possession and he'd said, um, oh, can I come along with you? You would have said, yeah, (laughs) hop in. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. But Jesus said, no. I want you to go home to your family and your friends and tell them what great things God has done for you. When Jesus came back to that area 12 months later, we have the feeding of the 4,000, not the 5,000, the 4,000. So that's that's a bit of background on that one. So pray that God will show you ways that he can use you in 2024 that he hasn't used you in 2023. Yes, it comes down to commitment. It comes down to saying, Lord, I want to be fully yours. But if you start the year by doing that, you may be amazed come next year the ways that God opens your eyes and my eyes as to how we can serve him more effectively. I'm talking about more effective right. um, service. So, God. so prayer. Yeah. Make prayer a, a priority. Make prayer a priority. Yeah. But make it a priority in the sense of, Lord, how can I be more effective in ministry for you? Each person who is listening around Australia today, I don't know care where you are and where you're from, um, God can use you if you're willing to allow yourself to be used. He wants to yeah. use you. Yes. He wants you to be the the conduit, if you will, through which he can reach out to the population of Australia yeah. because we are becoming less and less Christianized. Yeah. Um, and so that's point one. Number two, assess this year. Were your spiritual goals too lofty? You remember I said to you that approximately 3% of people set really solid goals, and of that, only 1% of them write them down. 
Now, if you go to any motivational course or anything of that nature, self-development course these days, yeah. setting goals is very high on the list of things. And Yoko was saying basically, well, you know, if you set the bar too high, you're setting people up for failure. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is that in Christ, all things are possible. And we're going to use the example of Paul. Um, reflect. When we come to January third, uh, December 31 this year and you reflect on your year as a minister and I reflect on my year as a minister because whilst I may technically be retired, it's been far from a, a retiring yeah. <laughs> year. Um, as I reflect on the work we've done for the Lord this year, maybe we can start thinking and saying, Lord, 2024, one year closer to your coming, what would you have me to do? Yeah. Where would you have me to be? Uh, how? What are the people that you're going to put in my way in 2024 that maybe weren't there in 23, or maybe they are still there from 2023 and they're that much closer to making a decision to follow you? Yep. So I think that's uh, that's another very important point. Here's an interesting one. Choose a resolution that glorifies God. Wow. Now, what did I say to you that the average person makes? The first thing that most of them say is 2024, I'm going to exercise more or I'm going to lose weight. I want you to think about that one for just a minute. Okay. All right. So I need to lose weight. I recognize that. I'm not going to the gym like I was. I mean, I was in the category that you were referring to. Last year, I used to go to the gym three times a week. I haven't been to the gym at all this year but I certainly intend to go next year. But the point is that what is the purpose of why you're wanting to lose weight? Mm. And can I suggest to you that there are various motivations for it? One of the main motivations is obviously we want to look better. People will go, oh, you've lost weight. You've got to go out there with You know what? Losing weight significant amounts of it is quite an expensive business because then you have to buy new clothes, new trousers, new shirt, new dress. whatever it is that, that uh, you happen to uh, need to buy. But in 1 Corinthians 6.19, Paul says this, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, who yeah. you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which is God's. So what should be the primary motivation for wanting to get fitter, for wanting to lose weight? I believe the primary motivation for a Christian is to glorify God. absolutely. In a second sense, certainly. If you want to look better, more attractive, whatever, that's fine, no problem. But then you go over to 1 Corinthians 10, And I would love to share this um, text with you because you know it as well as I do in verse 30. Uh, Let's see, verse 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, what's the rest of it? Yeah, do all all to to the the glory glory of God. Glory of God, amen. So when you're looking at this motivation, what is the motivation as to why you're wanting to make these changes? Why are you doing these New Year's resolutions? Or what is the motivation? Is it just a personal one? Is it a selfish one? Or is it a desire first and foremost to glorify God? Yes, the fringe benefits are people will say, hey, you've lost weight. Oh, boy, you look so much better. Well, the clothes on you look good (laughs) now. And, you know, they don't look as though they're about to burst or anything (laughs) like that. But um, if your primary aim is, Lord, I want to be fitter and healthier, um, so in your service, these other things come along with it. 
and I think they're fairly important as well. Here's another interesting one. As you start a new year, guys, if you are holding grudges against people, can I strongly suggest that you pray that God helps you to um, cast those off? Over the weekend, I had the privilege of baptising someone who had been dealing with an issue for years uh, that had been bothering her. She didn't hold a grudge against someone, but it was just something that had uh, taken place many, many years before. And there is a book called Forgive to Live. Uh, No, it's not on the list, uh, Will, of books that we're offering at the moment. But again, for people who are listening to Drive Time Around Australia, if you would like to read a really good book on the subject of forgiveness, try and get hold of this um, book called Forgive to Live. I've actually given a copy of it to this particular person. Right. And uh, Chapter 12 is a very interesting um, chapter because it talks, it's a chapter dealing with learning to forgive yourself. Do you know what? What's holding a lot of people back is they say, but I've forgiven that particular person. Here's another point, Will. When you talk about forgiveness, let's say you've done something against me and I say, I forgive you, Will. The relationship from here on is an equal relationship because you realise that saying to someone, I forgive you, can be a power thing where you've been a bad boy and I'm being very magnanimous, so I'm forgiving you. No, when you've forgiven a person, the relationship is that you are both equal Right. um, from there on. And the joy that you get when you let go of something that's been holding you back or or you let go of the fact that, Lord, I can't forgive myself. Do you know there's a certain amount of pride in that? You're really saying, I wouldn't have thought I was capable of doing what I did. Yeah. When you accept that God has forgiven you, let it go. (laughs) Yeah. And then you can move on from there. (laughs) So I think there are some good points that we can share with people. Yeah. I want to finish with the story of Paul. Paul in Philippians 4, 10 to 13 said that um, he had learnt in all circumstances to be content. Where was Paul when he wrote this? In the Mamertine prison in Rome. For those who don't know what the Mamertine prison was like, it had two chambers, one below ground and one even lower that, and that's the one that Paul was probably in. Your food, your water, any visitors were let down through a hole in the top. And that's the only, only form of light or ventilation that you had. Here's Paul in this this situation, obviously dictating this to a secretary who must have been let down uh, and saying, I have learnt in every situation to be content. And then he finishes with that famous statement, I can do all things yep. through Christ who strengthens me. So as we Beautiful. move forward into 2024, can I say this in conclusion? God, I believe, does want us to aim for a higher standard. He wants us to be more like him. He wants us to be the head and not the tail, as uh, Scripture tells us. And we can be in Christ. And if we have this relationship that Paul talks about, we can indeed do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes, it will be hard work. As soon as you make a decision to follow the Lord, as soon as you make a decision to change, spend more time in prayer, read the Bible, share more, the devil will do the exact opposite. He'll try yeah. and pull you down. Yeah. But if Paul can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, yes. so can we. Amen. 
Hey, thank you so much, Pastor Brennan. I, I've certainly felt such a blessing to hear some of the some of your content today, how you've gone about having your daily walk well, with the Lord. I'm just sharing what works yeah. for me. I'm not saying yes, that I'm absolutely. the, the uh, font um, of all knowledge yes. or not, but these are things that are working for me, yep. and I can see myself in my life that uh, changes. Wow. The joy and the peace that comes as you have a yeah. closer relationship with Jesus, and I would like to wish our listeners a happy new year. Yeah, absolutely. I would like them to be able to take on board, spend more time in prayer asking God, to show you how you can be more effective and spending more time in the Word and spending more time in sharing. Amen to that. Well, thank you, Pastor Brendan. I, our time is up for today. And so, hey, I want to thank you, for, Pastor Brendan, for sharing today on our Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A program. I hope you listeners... Um, we're able to receive a blessing um, just to give you some thoughts and ideas on how to approach um, the last few days of 2023. And as we, by the grace of God, as we walk into 2024, that we will, uh, as believers, as people of faith, that will make a commitment to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So our time's up for today. We want to thank you for listening today. Please join our hosts as we continue with this New Year's uh, theme. Our hosts, Marty and Ricardo, uh, they'll be looking at the question, a better physical life. Does the Bible agree with the research? That will be an interesting that question. That will be interesting, and yeah. I'm sure Marty will be on top of He'll it. He'll be right on doing that one. So um, we're going to leave you at this hour and at this moment, sorry. So until then, we want to leave you with the words of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, in John chapter 14 in verse 27. He says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. From our Faith FM Drive Time team in South Australia, have a Merry Christmas and have a great week and a Happy New Year. May God richly bless you.